You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to the Cult Movie Cantina. There is officially more vodka than soda in my soda can. (laughs) I offered a solo cup because we have a ton of them. Did I complain about there being more vodka than soda? No. (laughs) (laughs) Right as we started. And No, I offered a solo cup and she looked at me and she went, no, I'm old schooling it. That's when you just accept how much you put so it in. When I was in school, I'm not going to tell you what grade. Fifth. <laughs> like the bottle. Not quite, but still, I would take those. Back in the day, we would have the miniature hairsprays like you guys have mm-hmm. now, but ours were not aerosol. Ours were in the pump. So we would unscrew them, clean them out really good, and then fill them up with alcohol. I used to have a pump one, and I forgot yeah. all about it until you just and said so that right now. Oh, school, my goodness. I would take that to school and then get a soda at school and put it in my soda. I believe it. I totally would. I I never even kiss another person until like eighth grade. So I did not do that in fourth grade or third grade or kindergarten. I don't know. So hold on real quick. Not to shame you or anything. Oh, don't shame me. (laughs) But but when when you said I didn't kiss anyone until like... I was almost going through, we expect you to say high school, and then I'm like, and then you got a baby, so you're the first person who kissed and got a baby because of it. Literally, that's kind of what happened. Like, no joking. It, nobody believed me when I told them I was expecting, because I was not the person that did that. And I, Chris and I had barely had sex when we had Mackenzie. It was just one of those where you didn't know better. The odds were happened. against are you. We, are we telling you now the way back when stories? I, I guess. I guess. Oh. We have to at some okay. point get to the movie because I did watch that. Here's the, my way back when. My hold, on, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Let's let's do this before we forget because we will. Okay. I'm your Native American <laughs> pop culture spirit god, Scotty, and I'm joined by, as always, your lady of libations, Stephanie. <laughs> I liked her eyebrow movement. Uh, Justina, the jellical jester. She who knows no movies. Where were you? Oh, I was <laughs> smiling at her. I don't know why. Admiral. Oh. I was thinking about my first kiss. Oh. That's where I was. My first I was kiss. I went a little like who, this. Uh, now we know who we are. So, and twist. Uh, back, to, back in the day. <laughs> so my first kiss was with a girl. Okay. And she liked it. I did. I kissed. I've kissed lots of girls, and I liked it. But anyway, the ratings on this podcast has just went up. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, but um, so for real, I had a, a friend. When we I all was, kiss girls at this time. It probably was around like the sixth. You don't grade. know my life, Scotty. <laughs> sixth grade. I've actually kissed both of yeah. them, and, and we would spend the night with I've each other. I've never by up. you. Have you kissed Stephanie? Yes. On the lips. Yes. Pray tell. I might have been drunk because I don't remember. <laughs> I'm pretty sure yes. she was drunk, but I got a kiss I'm from Stephanie. Here thinking is like there was almost feel, tongue, and I, I was like, "Whoa!" Kind of bad because I'm like her oh. whole body's turning red. Right. Like, she's like, "Oh my god!" I goodness. love you. I love you. I love you too. Was this when I declared that you had to marry me after if something happened to Jamie? No, but uh, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember kissing me? That's why I'm leaving it open. Uh, I'm just. Well, yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, because she'd been drinking when she kissed me too. I was just making sure it wasn't a thing. Yes. So if you have also been kissed by Stephanie, reach out to us at 1-800. <laughs> and if you would like to be kissed by the Stephanie, we'll you set up a booth. Have, you, sh- you should provide alcohol first, is what I we're like saying. I like vodka It's a quarter booth. Bring a quarter. No, it was uh, New Year's. I was home, f- I think it was 13 or 14. I was home from West Virginia, and uh, we were at um, the party with the bonfire and the... Uh, I can't think of her names, but we... I don't even... <laughs> I'm like, okay, so and, and brought, oh, 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 I do remember. And I brought that's Frankie. Why yeah. was, she made my was, face. We were at um, Dana's house. Dana's house, that's right. Dana's, oh, yeah. I was so drunk. God damn, she was drunk, yeah. It was awesome. That was an awesome. I have, a, I have photos of that night, all of us together, not kissing, yeah, but all of us together. Us together. That was fantastic. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't kiss a lot of ladies, so that's why I can remember. There's like, there's She's a small like, no, list. we kiss. And you're like, I, I do know remember. Scotty. Oh, it was a house party, and I didn't have to go home. So you were living your best everybody. life. I was living my best life. I was. Stephanie's very morning. much a kisser. She I is. She's a kisser. Like to, I'm a lover. I want to kiss and cuddle, especially when I'm drunk. She's the kind of person I would expect if you met from like another country. If you were coming over, she would be like, "Hi, nice to meet you." Hug, kiss on the lips, and you're like, "What is this country?" <laughs> that would be Stephanie. That, that would be Stephanie. She's like, that "No, we just me. kissing's good. Kissing's nice." Hello. The uh, it's a hello kiss. The like COVID uh, quarantine's nearby killed her. It, let me tell you, I literally had issues with not touching people for a while. Did you overtouch Jamie to the point where he was like, you need to stop? I mean, we we touch all the time anyway, so it's not like that was a thing. But like having like other human contact and it's so weird to forcibly stay away from people. Yeah. And then, you know, that brief. Pe- I mean, when we got together, we all hug and stuff. Sure did. Whatever. But still not sick. That like there was like. When I had my surgery, like four weeks, when I really didn't see people, yeah, a lot, you know, and that was hard. Can we just focus on the fact that it feels like you had your surgery yesterday, and time has no meaning since we've been quarantined? I had surgery. I cannot in believe April. that we're. That's crazy to me. Like I remember coming to visit you and bringing you a, a gift. I know, and I can't and believe that we're two months away from that. Let me tell you what this lovely lady brought me. She brought me some homemade. Chocolate chip pumpkin cookies and a bottle of vodka. And the bottle of vodka was wearing a sweater, just so we're clear. It was. It was an adorable bo- bottle of vodka. And I'm trying to figure out how to put that sweater on my ferret. <laughs> I think it's going to happen. Uh, also, cut it like when you cut a t shirt like a v neck, like open the arms. Oh, it's going to be a badass. I have a feeling that, that, that that's going to go on my ferret at some point. Yes, please. Um, you, you should open a bakery. <laughs> That's like the one. Okay, no, I do love making pies. I enjoy making pies. Just make cookies, or just make that one cookie. Oh my god! All right, so you—that's like the one cookie I make. To be honest, you've had the heavenly. So, and they're not. So, listeners, they're not like a traditional cookie. Really, the texture is like they're almost like if you've gone to places and gotten like muffin tops. You know, Mm -hmm. like the tops off of a muffin, and they're really thick and moist and cakey. That's what these are. They're so amazing. my brother and I have this thing, uh, Kyle. Hold on, real quick. Let me. Uh, okay, we, go ahead. We, we've, we've said cookies, and we've yeah, not yeah. really. It is a pumpkin chocolate chip. Yeah. Uh, divine. It's more like, they're like more like mini cakes. Yeah, they're that and they're or pudding. And it's just. I don't like so pumpkin. 
Like I don't like anything pumpkin. I don't. More for us. No, no, no. I love these. I love these cookies, but I don't like anything. I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't like pumpkin coffee. I don't like pumpkin. So I honestly cannot remember how this came into my life, but I loved these cookies. You can't like the pumpkin is incorporated, and you can like acknowledge it's there, I guess, but it's not like an overwhelming sense of pumpkin. They're like, amazing. They're good. They they walk. It all works out together. And all quite the ingredients. good with a bottle of vodka, I might add. Oh, really? Since we're talking about sweets, sure. Throw it down. No, 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 no. Okay. no uh, I, uh, you and I have a bone to pick with you. Oh, what the <laughs> oh thank you, Scotty. <laughs> Would you? I'll let you. Bring I'll it. start it. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what okay, I guys, did. we're getting serious, everybody. Stephanie. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Your friends and I are concerned. You know and frequent a person that makes macaroons. And I would just like to point out that, Scotty, have you ever had a macaroon no, from this place? <laughs> you know, I've seen pictures of right, her I've with the pictures. macaroons and the details of the ingredients of the macaroons, like right, the flavors. Right. Is this real for you? Yeah, no, no. It's not real for In me fact, either. In fact, when I brought a hint, she was like, oh, here's who does it. <laughs> and I know, like, I know. Oh, you should have one. Let me or, save you one. I know what day that we podcast every single week right. and maybe I could bring some macaroons. I don't know. Maybe. Okay, so <laughs> next time we podcast, I will be bringing macaroons. <laughs> yes. Shaming works. Are there any flavors you guys would I'm like? I'm really intrigued by the lemon. I the love lemon things. Lemon's my favorite. Uh, it's delightful. I'm one of your 17. The, the, the vanilla, the French vanilla. I love vanilla stuff. So, okay. So, so we'll, we'll get, I'm that basic we'll get bitch. a dozen that's half Derby lemon, wife? half vanilla. You know, macaroons are good. All right. Derby wife's like open. macaroons. They're amazing. And the reason why I haven't brought any is because they they're don't They're gone. Like they're gone. <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> she's she's eating them all, Scotty. Number one, I will get them in the car, and two of them are just on, gone. On, on the way home or are I can say they're tiny anyway, so yeah. Yeah, so two are done. And then we get home, and it's just, it's all over. She just opened the box and just like, I'm just going to punish you. So that's why she's like, I will get a dozen on the way here because I know that I will eat part of them before so I eat. what happens is when we get them there will be ten, be ten. we're gonna get them there will be like eight she'll be like oh, I there was an killed. accident Here's, you should get one good considerations of lucky but, so anyway if you're if you're in the area if you're in the mobile area um, it's Piped Dreams Macaroon Bakery I will post a link on the show notes yes please do because they are amazing she will custom make them because she's she has a butterbeer flavor and she she oh, will make them well in your house color. You, so I've had Slytherin butterbeer well, flavor. Well, that is hilarious and amazing. To make that happen. That yeah, we're going to need that. The, like, the, we're going to need three Slytherins. The, right. And what are you, Ra- Ravenclaw? Hufflepuff? Slytherin. Are you Slytherin too? We're all Slytherin. We're all Slytherin. Why did I think you were not in Slytherin? My, my husband know. is a puff. Maybe that's why. Yeah. I knew one of the, the group wasn't. That's probably a puff. Jamie. So we're going to need a batch of Slytherin? Yeah. Open this. Yeah. yeah, they're delicious, mm-hmm. and butter beer is delicious too. Mm-hmm. So. We'll do a video for. It. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll do an ad for it. No problem at all. Thanks for yeah. bringing Heart that break. up. All right. Uh, so your first kiss? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was with her. So we would, I would, we would spend the night with each other and make out. <laughs> so that was our thing. That's how I learned how to kiss. That's that is where I learned how to <laughs> kiss. I have a story. No, 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 don't. No, yes, no, I do. you started that. I have a <laughs> story. I used to practice kissing on my bunk bed. On your what? On my bunk bed. On your bunk bed? Yeah, I had like a metal bunk bed. So you kissed your bunk bed? Yes, I did. Like the metal part of the... Humans are not like built like that. I know. It's kind of like sticking your tongue to the pole. I'm sharing something with y'all. I don't know. Like that's what I did. 
When I lived in Minnesota, what else are you going to do in Minnesota? I'm just saying. I don't know. Was, uh, hopefully it wasn't frozen. No, no. It was, in, like, it was my bunk bed. Like I slept okay. on it. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember practicing kissing ever, which may explain a lot a, of things. That, is that a girl thing, though? I don't know. I, I literally did it the one time and then never did it again. So oh, it's I, not like I, I did frequently. It a lot. But we've already discussed but I'm a very I, levy sexual <laughs> person. So. I... I, I I, we all have established on this podcast that I'm I am crazy and I feel differently about about intercourse and, and intimacy right. than that most doesn't people. make you crazy. No, it it's makes just me, your things. Yes, yeah, everybody has their things. But, She's way lovier than I. I'm in the middle, and then you no, just I'm I'm no I'm lovey. I hug and love anybody. It's just like when we're like oh that's not the kind of lovey I saw my guy. Yeah, I'm just, when it gets like to the next level, I'm just like I I I I get in my head too much and I can't. I can't enjoy it, and then because I'm always worrying about pleasuring and and if my if my partner's having a good time, I, all that stuff gets in my head, and just like literally, that's all I'm thinking about instead of the moment. I cannot get them. I'm crazy. I think that's really sweet though that you're that <laughs> concerned about it, but you need to sometimes just relax. Right, I know, right? But she, <laughs> just want to find you a lady and get you intoxicated, buddy. Yeah. Uh, or maybe, let that lady take care of you. Yeah, so I say maybe we need to get you a. a an escort. No, I, no, I, no. <laughs> someone who you don't have to worry Happy about. Happy no, <laughs> I don't know why I'm bringing this up. We're being very intimate on this episode. I just told people I'm I remember bed, so. so it's it's weird. It, it it's almost cartoonish. But I remember being young and I, I was kind of a late bloomer to this kind of stuff anyway. But the moment where the whole sexual awakening happens was like a switch. It was like Transformers and G.I. Joe are women. <laughs> it was like it was like dramatic it was like i was like yeah i know what i want i don't know why i want but suddenly the switch went and we was like and i was like that was like a pursuit it's like all right let's See, i wonder figure. if that's what it's like for guys oh yeah because i've, like, I've all, often wondered like through puberty if it's just like all of a sudden it's like switches yeah i mean because i raised two boys and not to be too graphic but i remember going from one day la da 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 they're outside playing the next day i'm picking up very stiff hand towels. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is mean, that is a that, thing for real? That yep. is very much a thing. Why hand towels? Well, that's what well, my kids uh, uh, I'll just put whatever you've got quote unquote handy. <laughs> Whatever's handy. When you just use your hand? Yeah. No, no, the cleanup. The cleanup part. There's a lot of cleanup. Why would you just do it in a place where it would... So this is where boys and girls are different. No, no, like, no, 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 no. So, no, 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 no. Like, I understand how a penis works, but I'm just saying, like, if I had one... Well, you one, have three children. I would imagine If I had one... Because... Like, I feel like I would just do it, like, well, over a toilet so that I could just, like... But they don't... What if they get a hard on in the middle of the night? All right. Then you get, get up, up and go to the bathroom. They're not going to do that. <laughs> They're going to sit there and If wait. there's ever a moment where I had to take care of anything by myself, I made sure I had cleaning things next to me every single a time a teenage boy it when 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 the thing wakes up a teenage boy is gonna say hello and do their thing okay do their business all right interesting not all the time but yeah Scotty's <laughs> like, i mean when they're meh. in school they probably shouldn't do that right i but um that's interesting how do you handle that situation funny enough i was a late bloomer on that too and and uh not to get graphic but it was a great day when i discovered it <laughs> Because I'd heard tales of it. Right. I had heard tales. But I, I, got the, I got the sex talk at like eight or nine, which was way earlier to have the sex talk. I had the sex talk and the, um, I've told this story too, but I've had the sex, I had the sex, and I th- I'm, if I remember this, I had the sex talk and the curse word talk the same day. Wow. I, I don't remember you having a curse word talk. <laughs> I don't have a curse word talk. I never had a curse word talk. <laughs> I was scared to curse around my parents. My mother. I thought they beat me. 
My parents didn't fucking care. <laughs> my mother and I, I remember uh, we were laying in the back bedroom and we're having a mother-son discussion. That's and so, sweet. And so, uh, so that's when she illu- explained the birds and the bees to me. And then while we were also talking, she said, well, this is a safe zone. We can talk about everything we want to talk about. What do you want to talk about? And I was like, curse words, because I was fascinated by curse words. And <laughs> child of the 80s. And so I, you know, I said curses not like with my parents but like with my friends and right. stuff but I sh- hell at nine I didn't know what the hell they meant you know I had to say asshole shit whatever and so we were going down the list of like well what does this mean and what does this mean and then I asked well what's a motherfucker and she said your father <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it until years later and I remember like years later like it did that that repressed memory hit me in my brain and I just started giggling just crazy because it just dawned on me what she was talking about that's hilarious have you ever walked in on your parents I okay so I my parents were very okay (laughs) let me just say that my parents were hippies back in the day so there was a lot of nudity in our house all the time anyway it was just a thing my mom would walk around topless my dad would walk around and whatever and it was it was not it wasn't a whole i mean i walked around naked half the time it was not a thing in our house we were very european let's put it that way we're very european family um so i guess because everything was so open i knew that when they were in their bedroom it was private time like that was a thing but I would hear them. They were enjoying themselves immensely <laughs> on a regular basis. And it would be very loud. And that was kind of crazy. Okay, so I have, I have stories. <laughs> I have two. Go ahead. One of them sparked one of, one of yours, sparked one of mine. Okay. Uh, but the other one, uh, we'll get to like the sex part of it. I've never walked in on them having sex. But when I was a kid, uh, like seven maybe like maybe penny's age possibly which Uh is one of my children um i my mom told me and i remember this house it was the house that we lived in on rich a lot of like i have a lot of memories from there i was like go get your hairbrush i can brush your hair so i went to the bathroom opened the door to get my hairbrush and my dad was peeing Uh and my dad panicked and then i panicked because i grew in a very strict household so I thought I was in trouble. And I was. I got yeah. in trouble for that. Like, I ran to my mom panicking, and he threw that hairbrush at me for walking in on him, going to the bathroom. Oh, my God. So that's the kind of house I grew up in. Different than you. I remember Very that happening. Me. But the only time that I, like, my mom and my dad, like, my biological parents when they were married, I never even saw them together. Like, I don't remember them holding hands, hugging. There, there was never a moment in any of my memories of them together like it's always separate when my dad met Liz which is my ex-stepmother like they were very like hippie and Mm -hmm. out there Um, but the only like sex based thing where it was actually like them having sex and not talking about or referring to it uh, we lived we had just moved to Idaho um, from Minnesota where I practiced kissing on the bed and so I mean I'm in sixth grade and I had somebody spend the night and this is the only time I heard them and we're in this house that's not super big and like where the kitchen is is their room is like right off like catty corner from it and it's late and my friend and I are playing a game at the kitchen table and it got loud and I'm talking about like 
I was uncomfortable loud. And I was like, they're probably watching a movie. Like, my dad has so many surround sound systems. We should go to bed. Because <laughs> my bed is <laughs> all the way on the other side of the house. And we went to bed. And that was the only time I actually heard them. Oh, wow. I am pretty sure that in the 70s, my parents would have swinger parties. They were swingers. Because my dad and my stepmom. Were mom. they? It did not work. I don't know. (laughs) And I can't, I mean, I can't prove anything other than the fact that they would have these parties and they would tell me that while their friends were over, I could not come out of my room. I had to stay in my room. Oh, that's a swinger party. Yes, I'm saying, which I was fine with because I was very like, I was an independent kid and they wouldn't usually wouldn't have people come over till late anyway. So it would be like when I was asleep. But I do remember having to get up one. The one time that I did break the rule, I got up. And I, I don't know why. I think I needed to go to the bathroom or get some water. But I remember coming around and there was like porn on the TV and stuff. And Oh, my gosh. So, needless to say, I'm pretty sure my parents threw swinger parties. Walked onto my mother twice. Oh once when I was five. She had a boyfriend when we were living in Texas. Scotty, and this might be your... This is my this, this might be your thing. We're both like we didn't see it. This might be your but thing. But I like I remember like opening the door and you know I didn't see a lot. It wasn't like you know. Yeah. And then a couple of years later when when uh, we had moved to Perdido, called her and dad doing it. And but it was like it was real real brief. It was like open the door, shut the door, get, get, yelled that kind of thing. And yeah. then, then I don't think we discussed it anymore. But I remember that. So yeah, <laughs> so they just didn't lock That's the door. Interesting. Did did I tell you about the time with Jack? No. When he, oh. I mean, I, he he walked in after the, the thing. <laughs> You're going to love this. Oh, Jack, I hope you don't listen to this. Jack, I hope you do. We need the listeners. So, <laughs> I'm going to reach out to Jack. Personally? Mm-hmm. My son. Yeah, I'm going to reach out to him. You may like, want to fast forward a minute. It's what we're saying, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> la, 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 la. So, um, we have cats. Mm-hmm. Lots of cats. Just keep that in the back of your head. I'm getting weirded out already. Jamie and I, right? <laughs> Jamie and I had relations, and afterwards we were in our room, you know, cleaning up, whatever. We're dressed at this point. Jack comes home from wherever he was, and this is during the day, daytime activities. We have daytime yeah. activities. So. A little afternoon delight. Yes. <laughs> afternoon delight. And he comes home and um, comes to our bedroom because we always were, you know, we're a close family. And yeah. We all hang out and talk. And he comes in and he starts talking to us and he lays across the bed. <laughs> okay. Now, I haven't made my bed yet. <laughs> so he lays across the bed and he puts, puts his arm into something moist <laughs> and he jumps up and he says oh my god the cat drooled on your bed and i looked at him and i said son that's not cat drool oh yes see <laughs> <laughs> so i would have been like yes the poor child yes yes was traumatized <laughs> i would have been like oh cat <laughs> Killer. <laughs> <laughs> no no i had way more fun telling him it no, was not cat of course drool. you did oh <sighs> Well, that was an interesting trip down memory lane. I'm, I'm trying to think. Who, I can't remember who who I like. Like, I can't remember who my first kiss was. I can't. I don't. I'm pretty sure my first kiss was outside of a movie theater in like, again, eighth grade. I'm pretty sure the first one and all of my family saw it. 
Oh, like they dropped I, me off for the movies, and I went on this date with this. Was it a real family? kiss or a little peck? It was a peck. I don't remember what my first real kiss was. Hmm. I don't remember. So uh, I I had my first serious girlfriend my senior year of high school, and uh, I, that that was probably like the first real kiss I had was with her. Um, because uh, we were both what I would call novices, but we figured it out pretty well. <laughs> she was actually uh, my first in lots of things. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, now she's uh she's married to a, a religious preacher, and she's got two grown kids. Oh, I uh, hear uh, something weird. For okay. she, um, don't take this the wrong way. Okay. This is Stephanie because this is directed to Stephanie. Is this pick on Stephanie? Day? No, 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 no. Because we, we play in the macarons. I don't know what this is. <laughs> You're not you're not very much older than I am. Right. This is what I'm getting at. Okay. So, so I have a friend I went to high school with who has grandkids, and that messes with my brain. That's <laughs> kind of crazy. Yeah. I have four kids, and none of them are pregnant. Right. But no, and and like, but like, you have grown kids, and I've known your grown I kids, do. and so and but if they procreate, that's fine. Like like this these people, I it just some I understand that I am forty. Two years old. Uh-huh. I forget I'm 42 years old all the time. How do you think if I, feel I would now? be a grandparent at 42, I would, I would be upset about that. Let me tell you, my my son, my oldest, has a birthday next week. Now I'm sure you all have seen the Facebook post. Yeah, it's adorable little so picture. So you know how old he's going to be. Right. My oldest son is going to be 30. Right. I don't feel. Or look, I think you don't that mm-hmm. I should have a thirty-year-old child. No, I would agree with that. I'm thirty. Yeah, you could be my mom. <laughs> Shut up. Take would you? Could right you? Take please? that back right now. Be she, it. Do it. Hey, no. Hey, I'm just saying, Stephanie. I would be your mom. Stephanie you. would be a good mom. I know. I would be a good mom. So I definitely said I wouldn't want to be a grandparent by forty-two. I had Mackenzie at eighteen. So thirty-six. There you go. <laughs> so if she had to get it 18. at eighteen, I would be thirty-six. So we're talking about 24, 36, 42, right? You guys are Six doing too years. much math right now. At 24. So I could uh, theoretically be a grandmother at 42 <laughs> because Mackenzie would be 24 years old and yeah. that's about the age that right. people usually tend to start having kids. Right. Mid-20s. You could theoretically be a grandmother yet earlier than that. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you watch your mouth. <laughs> Get your life right, Stephanie. Just saying. <laughs> So, uh, uh, this is a movie podcast. We should talk about the movie. Uh, oh, oh! And that's where I brought it up because I know you, you, you had. So I'm excited. Uh, she, wa- uh, Justina, watched the director's cut. Oh, I want to see. It she so went bad. back and rewatched. This is the first time you've went back and rewatched film, right? I did. Yes. Okay. And so, I where did. can you get the director's cut? Is on Amazon it's like on the, the other one. It's just the next one to buy, but you can't rent it. You have to, you buy, have it. to buy it. It's like twelve bucks. But we, I came when you came over to my house on Monday. I went over to Jennifer's Derby wife's and worked from her house. Mm-hmm. So it literally took us all day to watch the film because she would have it playing and she would have to pause it every time I left a voicemail. Right. Because that's pretty much what I do. Anyway. Um, so it took us all day, but when we went to go get it, we like went back and forth a little while about whether to get the director's cut or the other one. And I was like, I mean, I'm interested in seeing the director's cut because we just talked about it, but it's the, like it's going to be your movie. It's up to you. So we ended up getting it and watching it. And having had watched it before and then watching it again, 
there, the one scene that stands out for me that I wish they would have kept on in there because it, to me, it made so much more sense. Like it, there's this whole scene um, where they actually put on a show, like the the teacher, the doctor, right? Uh, what's her face from Gorsky. Spy Kids? Yeah, right. Gorsky. She comes out and like her and Blue have this like singing thing where it's like juxtaposed with each person's act. Like you see all of their different right. like. Um, Do we see whatever. Baby Doll dance? No, I don't think you ever see Baby Doll dance. You don't. You, you don't. don't. Um, no, but because she was too fresh, so you actually, you know what? You do see her picking up like this. This is the one where um, it gets more into the the sexual relations, right? Because this is right after Rocket says the new people clean. This is the closet. If you misbehave, right. Blue locks you in it. Whatever, whatever. Right after that is when it cut to like a show night. So um, you see the doctor doing this duet with Blue, and then it cuts to all the other girls. Is like you get it all cut together where they're doing their dance over the the one song with Blue. Okay. And during that time, like there's one where um, I forget who's who, but one of the girls, like a guy is interested in her, and you see him looking for a room, and he goes into a room, and you see all these people in the background going into rooms, and then you'll see um, Baby Doll walking out with her arms, and they, like as she's passing rooms, they're just throwing like sheets and towels yeah. at her, so she's cleaning. But it, it really, I think it helps so much with the story to kind of nail down the whole like this is what we do because they always talk about it, but you never actually see them do the thing they say they That's do. Um, there were a couple moments where it would come up and I would like tell Derby wife, I was like that, that wasn't in the, the original film, but that was my favorite thing that I wish they would have kept because they sang the whole time. The doctor in blue sang this whole song and all this stuff was cut to kind of deepen the story, but it was more intimate. That's cool. Um, but I, having had watched it again, um, I do have some different interpretations of like what it was about. I watched it again with captioning on the whole time, and it is implied that the bullet ricochets to kill the daughter, the sister. But then again, it does say, um, there's a spot where he says, I'll make sure that she won't ever be able to testify about the truth. So, like, I noticed those. Is the truth, could have been maybe the truth be about the abuse? I think possibly. Yeah, I do think that she accidentally killed her sister, uh, protecting, like trying to protect her. Right. Um, but I think that that was the truth. Like, the truth like she was didn't just go crazy and kill her sister. The truth you was were abusing her. Yeah. Um, and then I do think that because it's harped on so much throughout the film that she's this virgin, that I, I get the impression that she wasn't ever sexually abused. That maybe that wouldn't have happened while the mother was alive. But that she was abused. So it was like, oh, she's like this mint condition, never been touched, never been, you know, whatever, deflowered. Um, But I don't think any of the girls that she brings up are real people. I think that um, when she comes in, she hears the story. She hears Blue talking with her stepdad in the background. She knows the process. He's like, I'll make sure I forged the signature hundreds of times. It's not a big deal. She won't remember her name. I'll make sure it happens before the detectives come to question her. And then I think like in her brain, because if you watch it again, you see like when she first walks in, she notices all these things. Like she notices the lighter and right above the guy with the lighter is a sign that says in case of fire, the doors open. Like there's a warning sign right next to him. So like in her brain, she was like, I've set a fire to get out. 
because in case of fire, the doors open. Like she saw the butcher put down the knife. She saw the key hanging around Blue's neck. Like she saw the map when she was walking by. All these different things. And I think in her brain, she was like, I have to get out to tell the truth. So she did those things in the, like the mental institution. So like they said, she stabbed an orderly and she set a fire. But in her brain, she did those to get out to tell the truth, to let the truth be known. But the mystery item was that she had to let the lobotomy happen in order for the truth to come out. And I think at the end, like the, I think the girls, none of them were real. Yeah, I don't either. I think that they were all each ways that she was trying to well, do, make that happen. I think they were all psychological people that she created. I think one of them has to be real because because it, the, they said in the movie, oh, she helped another patient escape. Right, but it doesn't and mean it, it, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be Sweepy. You know? But here's well, the thing. No, Sweepy like, escapes, but she escapes on a bus with the wise one who isn't real. And I think Sweepy is her. Because if you think Sweepy has a sister, mm-hmm. her sister ran away not knowing why Sweepy followed because Sweepy loved her mother. Well, Baby Doll's mother just died. So I think Sweet Pea was baby doll in a sense. So she had to let that portion of herself go. She had to let the innocence of herself go so that she could be lobotomized so the truth could come out. Because she gets on a bus and where does she, like uh, with the wise one, she did, she's not really going anywhere. I think like she had to like acknowledge the fact that I have to be brain dead, but then things will be found out. And at the very end, it was like, as soon as that happened, the doctor was like, I don't know why these procedures are happening. And he's like, well, you keep signing on it. And they found out that Blue was forging the signatures and Blue went to jail. And because Blue went to jail, they found out that the dad was abusing them. And so like all these things were found out. So it's like she had to hit the point where she had to let that happen. She had to give herself up so that the truth would come out, which is what she was trying to accomplish the whole time. Anyway. I did that while I was working Monday. So and you, I killed Monday, by the way, at work. So, I did so well. So, on your second viewing, what was your opinion of it? Oh, I liked it a lot more. I like movies like that that make you really think and interpret it. Because, again, you guys could both come back with a completely different interpretation. Yeah, and mine this time was different than it was the last time. Um, the, as far as it being the director's cut, I really hate that they cut that scene. Because that scene with the dancing and the music, it really like told the story of what they do there. You didn't really ever right. see that. She explained it, but then they just focused on escaping. I wish they would have kept that. Well, I, th- I think it got cut because it was they thought it was too over-sexual. I think that's one of the things that got them the R rating. They had to cut back because Warner Brothers wanted, insisted on a PG-13 Probably, because it, it very much insinuates like the guy that lusts after the girl and then goes to a room and she shows up and the towels and the sheets and everything are being thrown out of the rooms. Like it, it You know what's happening. Now, was there a sexual scene between her and... The high roller? Wasn't that supposed to be a thing in the director's cut? Yes, that was in there too. But it was it was much deeper than just sex. Like he has this whole conversation with her where like they're sitting in a like it's um right after right after she kicks the guy in the groin so that Sweet Pea can leave. Um she wakes up in a bed and he's in the room and it's like he's telling her he's like you have to that scene should have stayed too because I don't think it's that was right about sex. I don't think it was about sex because yeah. he says you have to, like, you have to want this. Like, I want you to enjoy it. I want you to, like, I don't want you to come in here and do it because it's your job. Like, you know that it's, like, there's a sexual innuendo, like, but it, right after that, the lobotomy happens and he's the one that does it. So it really helps define the story. And that's why I think I have that interpretation is it's like, like, he is telling her, like, you need to accept that this is going to happen 
for the things that you want to happen. And that's why when the guy does the lobotomy, he's like, lobotomy, he's like, she looked at me like she wanted me to do that. Like it ties into that scene so well. Well, they cut it because so well. they, they cut it because again they thought it was too oversexual for the. I already. mean, they're in a bed and, and he ends up kissing her. And so. so they they cut it down, and the 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 way they cut it down, uh, it made it look like he was a more of a creep than anything. It was, and so deep. they so they uh, cut the scene entirely. Yeah, and so put it back in the director's cut. Understand though, as violent as that movie was, I mean all the violence, mm-hmm. especially in the other the you know crazy fantasy scenes yeah. none of those changed yeah who cares if there's a couple of sexual situations it's uh like, america i know but that's crazy <laughs> to me but that if if people could just step back and the the scene where they're singing is very sexual but it i think it helps tell the story a little bit deeper right. of what they do there also and sex then, is okay america it's fine yeah it's it's also the violence in it is wild it's violent it's also against steampunk zombies and orcs and dragons not real people yeah even when it's real it's kind of I mean the long time I mean we don't we don't really see Sweet Pea not Sweet Pea but Rocket we don't really get her see her see it's not overly gratifying to see her stabbed yeah the the headshots are off screen right but Blondie and but their headshots are off screen they just you know right so so they're not shown and so they have ways of getting around it right so so all that stuff's implied and so uh yeah, we have a we're weird about sex. I highly also recommend. they were targeting the show this this movie to thirteen year old boys. That I highly recommend you watch it with those two scenes because those two scenes made such a difference in the film and the interpretation of what it was I've about. Seen them. I've, I've seen it before. We I thought you saw it before. I thought I've we I thought we watched it over at Jane's house one year, but yeah. that was years ago. That was, this movie's almost ten years old. Um, I've got I've got, but you don't have anything to play it on. But I have it. I could play it on my computer, couldn't I? You got a Blu-ray. I've got a brand new computer. It probably has a Blu-ray on it. Probably watch it. Uh, well, next time I go to the storage room, I'll, I'll pull it out for you. All right. Anyway, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it gave me a whole new perspective on the film. But those are my favorite kind of films, like uh, anything horror, thriller, action that makes you have to like really interpret its deeper meaning. Mm-hmm. Those are fun for me. So I enjoyed that. Thank you. Awesome. I thought you would enjoy this movie, and I was a little disappointed when you said you didn't, but I'm glad you went but back. But the whole first part was so disoriented. Like, it, it just, to be fair, there were other factors. Like, I just, like, was sitting by myself watching it, right, and right, it right. was, like, jumping around. I should have been crocheting. I would have been happier, but I wasn't. It was upstairs. I didn't feel like going to get it's, it. It's a weird movie. I, I think this particular movie takes more than one viewing. No, it too. was the end of the movie that I liked it. Like, the whole first part of it, I was like, I, I don't know what's happening. And then it ends with the lobotomy, and you're like... The first what? time I saw it, I had no idea what was going on. I enjoyed it. Yeah, we I loved, loved the hell the movie. out of it. Loved it, but I left the theater going. I don't know what I watched. I liked I, it. I don't know I what it was. Visually I enjoyed it. Like yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. Like I liked the way that the the cuts were done to show. Like it. It did feel a little bit like a like a video game in a way. There, a little yeah. bit of anime where like it draws your attention to like the butcher putting the knife down. It's like we put the knife down. Knife. Knife. Did you see the knife? Did you see the knife? Pick up the knife. There's a knife here. You might Pick need it later. Knife. I don't know. Think about the knife. Mm-hmm. But it, like, it, the shots were really pretty. The way that it was done, I, I enjoyed it. But the story, like, I was having such a hard time because it was jumping around. I was like, are, I, we went from, like, a inst- mental institution to, like, a brothel. I don't understand why. And, um... Same, that, that kind of stuff I never questioned. I just, I, I just... 
I, yeah, I that, knew that rea- I, I knew reality. <laughs> they were like, that made sense. Well, it didn't make sense. It didn't have to, though. I, I, I knew reality shifted. The, That's it, fair. What, the, what, made, what didn't make sense for me or what I had a hard time linking were the extreme fantasy scenes. Because I, I get the mental institution slash brothel, the two realities there. But then when she would go into this other altar, I'm like, what the hell does this have to do with anything? So it took it took a, yeah. a, a another couple of viewings. For that me was to just really another level of not understanding what the hell was happening for me. I was like, why? Why did she? Because she can survive awesome. a, like a deep rock throw. Like I don't understand. I, I think it's going to be a it's a misunderstood film that's going to be appreciated in a couple more years. And we're it. we're almost to its tenth year anniversary. I think I think they're you know. I think uh, there'll be another look at it. Of course, you know, I, I was reading reviews of it, and, you know, it's like, a, you know, it was like feminist empowerment through through uh, 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 men's eyes, though, so it's not really empowering at all. And so I've, I've read some really interesting articles about it. So, you know, it is what it is. I mean, again, I'm not, I, I rarely look at a film trying to be empowered, but one way or the other. Um, and for this one, I'm, I was just so happy to see just, it was a good action film. I don't. It was a good action film. I don't really care who's who's doing the action. As long as it's good. Which I know is probably dumb of me to say, but still is. I did do some research, too. Okay. Is it about the film? Well, sort of. Did you find out what happened in the mom? Because that still bugs me. Um, Died of some disease, right? Probably cancer or some shit. Well, it's like, like, the only thing that throws me is how she died. Like, was he, was a stepdad abusing the mom and he killed her? No, no. And that's had, what happened? I think she had some disease. It looked like some natural cause. It did, because she was in the bed and the yeah, doctor I think, was there. I think she's some rich heiress. He got lucky, married her. She's probably, a, I mean, she's clearly his the second husband. Yeah. A, and uh, he's just trying to wait her out to get the fortune and it just didn't work out for him. I feel bad I didn't do any research. You didn't have to. <laughs> we normally don't. I We just happened to watch it because she hadn't watched it in a while. And I was intrigued by the fact that the director's cut was better than the first one. So let's talk about the soundtrack. Let's do that. Let's throw that down. I, I promised. I promised we would talk about the soundtrack. Okay. And it's more it. noticeable going back into it that she sang those songs. Here's something interesting. I thought, and it didn't dawn on me until I did the research on it. But um, so uh, the the first song in the film is uh, "Sweet Dreams um, Are Made of These" by U- the Eurythmics. Right. Which is a great mm-hmm. song, and Emily Browning, who sings it, is amazing. She's and you know, she's right. Baby Doll. She mm-hmm. does it wonderfully. That's how the movie's introduced. Baby Doll does not say her first line in the film until twenty-seven minutes into the movie. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, she, she doesn't. sings first, right, and doesn't say anything for twenty-seven minutes. And she doesn't it's an say it's it's in the middle of the brothel, character. right? Like yeah, right. she's already in the brothel mode before she says anything. Yeah, before she says anything. Yeah. I mean, I think out of the girls, it's Sweepy who has the first line of the girls. And then... Where she's on them, she's like, this isn't sexy. Uh, right, right. right. Yeah. Here's the things I get. This is what I don't get, so... Um, and then Rocket's after that. Mm-hmm. I liked Rocket. But, um... I'm trying to get the song list, too. But, um... So, there... There's of course the mashup between uh, Queens. I will. Uh, I want it all, and we will rock you. I in a, love. I want it all is one of my favorite yeah. Queen songs. Uh, Bjork did uh, Army of Me in this, and um, the Isaac uh, uh, Oscar Isaacs and um, uh, I was trying to think of her name. Uh, Carla uh, Gugino did Love Is a Drug, and that was the song that was cut. That was. If you guys can watch that scene, it was amazing. Uh, soundtrack did better than the movie, by the way. Um, 
It charted. Was the soundtrack include the ones that were cut? Mm-hmm. Track listing are Sweet Dreams Made of These by Emily Browning, Army of Me uh, with uh, Bjork, White Rabbit, uh, One and All, We Will Rock You, Search and Destroy, was, um, Stooges cover. They're, they were all covers, and I'll tell you why in a second. Uh, Tomorrow Never Knows is the Beatles cover, Where's My Mind, which is one of my favorite songs ever, and it's beautiful in this film. Uh, Asleep, well, Emily Browning, who does it's a Smith's cover, and then Loves the Drug. That was the last song. So they put the, the cut song last. Um... I also put the cut. I think the cut sounds in the credits. Honestly, does um, Emily sing outside of this? Um, she wasn't much of a singer beforehand. Um, they auditioned her to sing because they wanted Baby Doll to sing, and uh, she did her audition as uh, "Killing Me Softly" with his song. Oh, and do you have a clip of that by I chance? Do not. But that's, that's um, unfortunate. But that's uh, how she got the part. Huh. So that's interesting. And then the way that they incorporated her singing without realizing that it's her singing, but right. it's right. it's obvious after you hear it, but it's not like she performs a song, you right. know? Right. So that's interesting. It's all in her head. It's interesting. It's 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 very it's very very cool. Let's see. But so. Um, uh, so as with the soundtrack uh, for Watchmen, director Zack Snyder, Watchmen is also something we need to do. Um, decided to go with uh, covers to the original song, saying if you go with the original song, you get you just get that moment. But if you go with a cover, you also get the baggage it brings to it, which I kind of agree. Uh, he likes the baggage, and it, it kind of resonates and brings across time. It's just not the moment. What do you mean by that? So, like, uh, songs are written for specific reasons, and they carry their own baggage because of that. So if, if, if I write a song for a soundtrack, I'm writing it for that moment. But if I'm wanting, if I've got something like like White Rabbit, who has you know you know it's got a um, it's a Jefferson Airplane song, and it's got a huge meaning in history, it brings all that with it. So when you hear it, you automatically recognize it and bring yeah. everything. And it's you know White Rabbit has this whole LSD trippy kind of you know, you'll hear it a lot in Vietnam movies. That unfortunate son, you know those are two the two big ones, and um, so all that all that history and baggage that comes with it when you hear it you know it and so it influences you how how you're watching the film much like remember when we were discussing about um eight millimeter film not only mm-hmm. but alpha air and so making you know projecting projecting your eight millimeter film on like a on a wall and then recording it that way and to do yeah. your edits well that's a whole different interpretation of the medium right and so that's just, it's similar in, in that fashion interesting so he quotes saying, uh, and I quote, uh, the girls in this movie uh, kick ass, so the soundtrack had to kick ass. I really wanted every aspect of Sucker Punch to feel unexpected, the look, the feel, and the sound of what Baby Dog and the others go through. I think the music in the film turned out to be such a great surprise and to really help tell the story, and as the only was something as primitive and as part of the human experience as music can. And, and there's a point to that. It's the, the beats are very primitive, and that's what I like about it. Um... It got good reviews. The soundtrack did, um, uh, except from one place who said it was like it was inconsistent, like the movie is. It's like if you listen to the soundtrack as itself, you, you don't know what you're listening to. And it's just, I'm like, you're listening to good music, so I don't know what you're talking about. Watch the movie. All right. Um, it should ring- this soundtrack tell a story? Is that so, something some people do? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, when they make a movie, the they movie. make the soundtrack. T- so if you listen to the sound- soundtrack by itself, it would tell its own story. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's some like that. Well, I mean, another good soundtrack comes to mind is the soundtrack from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it's excellent, even on its own. 
And if you, and it does kind of tell a story. Singles does too. I, I, yeah. I'm biased, but my favorite soundtrack of all time is Singles. And it's a mixture of originals and B-sides and... Um, what did you say it was? Singles. Singles. Singles is a movie that I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to do, but I'm like, it's a vanity project because I don't know if anybody else will enjoy it except me. It's on the list. <laughs> it seems like I've seen it, but I don't remember it. It's, 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 a, it's a romance movie. It's not uh, really your thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... It's about it's about finding love in in early '90s uh, Seattle, where it's, you know grunge rock is new and nasty grunge love, and it's like and, and Pearl Jam's in it and <laughs> Chris Cornell and Allison Chains and so I like all that music though. The soundtrack is phenomenal. Like even if you don't like the soundtrack, is better, better than the movie. So there you go. So there's that. So uh, it charted, uh, it did well in the U.S. in the charts, uh, it, uh, number three overall, and uh, on the on, um, for the soundtrack for the soundtrack, and then number one on on soundtrack. Did not win any awards, though. I was surprised on that. So, I think the backlash for the film is the reason why I didn't get any awards. Mm. I loved it. And also, they're all cover tunes, and usually cover tunes people like like award people scoff at. Oh no, it's got to be I, original I do all like, the time. Especially knowing, like you can hear her after you brought it up. I think like subconsciously you could tell, but actually looking for it, you could hear her. And it, it is nice to have that kind of like connection to the film mm-hmm. where this, you're not hearing somebody else singing a song where you think about that song, you're thinking about the film. Like right. she's telling it. So how does this song mean to her and her situation? So I like that. Thank you. No problem. Very Knowledge cool. is power. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to figure out what we're going to watch next week. We need to know. We Our audience l- needs to we know. We have a list. We all need to know. Can I pick from the list? Do you want to pick a movie? I would, yes. Uh, I would like to. Do you want to run the show? Uh, Sure. I would like to note that I don't know most, if not all of these movies. I think so you should random. close your eyes. Spin cool. around three times cool. and point. All right, cool. so she's Hold on. I'm, hold on. I'm getting up and I'm going to help her do this. Hold on. Hold on. Let me give you a video of this. Just so I can put this on the show notes. Don't don't start yet. All right. So they're twirling. They're twirling. Uh, Justina's on skates because Justina. We're gonna do Return to Oz, a Fruja Balk. Uh, it's also on Disney Plus, so you guys, if you have Disney Plus, you can watch it for free. I have Disney Plus. Awesome. Return to Oz. Josh so, has Disney Plus. We got this. So, uh, Justina. Yes. Uh, first of all, Stephanie, have you seen Return to Oz? I do like I get to run that show because yes. you're. <sighs> huh? Yes. I'm oh, sorry, I missed like that. It? I watched you directly. My brain just <laughs> shut that all out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I've not seen it since I was a kid, so this will be like watching my first first time. Do you you've ever seen it? No. What do you think it's about? The Wizard of Oz. Sort of. Like, Get more specific. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> let me tell y'all. Uh-huh. Listen to me. So Dorothy comes back, right? She's so happy. She's like, "Oh my gosh, I came back, and I was in this weird place." And they're like, "No, you weren't, Dorothy. You're so weird. Stop." And then one day. <laughs> Another tornado comes. <laughs> Hold on. Another tornado comes 
And Dorothy's going through another slum. She's having another fight with uh, Aunt M. Okay. There's an issue. Chores or something. I don't know. She's upset. She runs away again. But this time it's not a witch or like a magician. Like she just runs into a diner and they were like, I'm sorry, we can't hire you. You have to leave. And then she leaves and she sees a tornado. She doesn't go into a root cellar this time. Okay. This time she goes into a barn. Oh, excuse me. She didn't go into a root cellar last time. She tried to go and then she had to go in the house. That's right. Uh, so she goes into a barn. Okay? Pause real quick. Are you surprised she's seen The Wizard of Oz? I am. <laughs> I'm not surprised because that back, I rem- like especially, I hate to say this, for her age, she's about the same age as my kids. There's a time when it was No, she's exactly the same age. Shut up. <laughs> there, there was a time when it was. We established that earlier like, in the show. Come on every year and it was a big thing where everybody, yeah, on Thanksgiving and then the kids would want to watch I think it that year. might be it. My dad is big on, um, yeah. he puts on like a certain channel. It's like a tradition For thing. Thanksgiving. Like yeah. We watch the parade, we watch the dog thing afterward so and then whatever surprised. comes on. I think it's one of those holiday movies. So. That's gotcha. why I hate the Christmas story. A Christmas story. Anywho, so she goes into well, a barn this time. So, but this time she's on the other side of Oz because it's returned to Oz. So, like last time she landed in Munchkin City, somewhere around there, and she's so happy, everything's butterfly and fantastic. But this time she's gonna end on the other side, okay? And it's gonna be uh, the goons and the darkness, and then she has to lead the bad side of Oz. Boom done. I w- no spoilers for you. But I will say, I find it interesting that this was randomly selected after we've watched Sucker Punch. Right. It's, oh, it, that is interesting right. for you to say out loud. Right. Yeah, that, I thought there's... And when you see it, you'll understand why. Another thing, too, is this is uh, Derby Wife's favorite movie, The Wizard of Oz. So it's also interesting that Return to Oz is what I picked because I get to run that. So I'm intrigued. Derby Wife, have you it's seen... It's going to be fun. Have you seen Return to Oz? Yes. What do you... Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? Do you want to talk into a microphone? No, she doesn't. She, she doesn't. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll. I like it. All right. She likes it. I like the sword. I one of the books. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the Oz books. I read them as a kid, too. I'm, I'm with you. I like the I've never read any of those books. They're fun. I have one that I was reading to her. I need to continue oh, that's that. A, that's adorable. I, I have read the... We're I, adorable. I know. What is it? The Alice in Wonderland books? Mm-hmm. I like those. Those are trippy, I have too. not read those, either. But I have not read any of the Oz So, books. what I like about Frank L. Baum, the guy who wrote Wizard of Oz... Thank you. ...was, uh, and every wife knows this, I know, <laughs> but... She looks at me like, you should know, you've been reading the book. So, the, 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 like, he, you know, he made this stuff, and he lived very hand-to-mouth, and so, like, he would, you know, make a book, and... People would love it, and then he would just spend all that money, and then he would like, okay, I need to write another book. That's why the that's why the series is so long. He would just he would just make books because like, yeah, I gotta feed my kids. So Dorothy's gonna go do this, or whoever's gonna do this, and, and uh, Oz, and that's, that's really cool. Though. So, so he is also the first person who financed the very first Wizard of Oz theatrical play. Nice. He's also well, there's the f- a play. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There's a couple of play versions of the play. Oh. Before it was a movie. There, there's a there's a pre movie version that Bomb did. Um, there's a because it's it's now it's in public domain, so you can make a Wizard of Oz whatever. But the but the the 1939 movie is not, and so you can't make a the version of that with then all those songs. Of course, songs. there's Wicked. Yeah, there's Wicked. I have not seen that either. So, so Wicked's good. Do you like Wicked? Have you listened to it? Or it's good. It's good. If we if we, we, we see it together. Yeah, if we if we're able to like gather again, we, had we decided that the next time it was like touring anywhere close by that we were gonna go watch it's it. It's really really good. It's 
Pentru the West. I love the theater. That's an interesting. I'm gonna um, take some take binoculars and wear a fancy dress. Other other weird thing that I know about about Frank Baum and the um, Wizard of Oz is that I forgive me, I don't remember the actor's name who played the wizard. But um, they gave him. Uh, he went out and bought a coat that he uses in the movie. He just happened to found, find the coat. This the coat he wears. And uh, turns out was uh, actually one of Frank L. Baum's original coats. Oh, that's awesome. Just random happenstance. And so. That's cool. Yeah. Interesting. The one that, like, in the movie? Yeah, yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, it just happens. And Baum had been, been dead years ago. And he just donated and remembered. How did, how did he find out it was his? It had a, had a tag in the pocket. That movie had so many production mishaps. So could, that almost that movie almost wasn't. Well, yeah. the, movie, the the movie almost killed Buddy Epson. Right. Because uh, of who's the, Buddy Epson? Buddy Epson is. Uh, you ever seen the Beverly Hillbillies? Nope. Do you uh, know what the Beverly Hillbillies are? Yes. Okay. They're in like a car at the beginning sequence. Well, and the they dad all in that is, is a uh, um, uh, Buddy Epson. Buddy Epson. He played that. He, he's he's that. I know so little that I don't oh, recognize oh, who that is. Um, remember when we watched Pet Cemetery? Yes. The old guy, Judd? The one across the street. Yeah. That yeah. was not Buddy Epson. That's guy from the Monsters. That is a guy. That's the, yeah. Oh. You're, you're right. You're she right. just you're spirit right. guided you, buddy. No, you're right. I got excited. Uh, he did. He got, so he got me excited. You guys are both getting me excited right. today. That's, that's, that's why I got you. I got you. I knew we were TV. I got that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Buddy Epson was uh, um, dead, right? Jed. Jed. Yeah. Jed Clampett. Jed Clampett. Thank you. It's, I'm trying to remember. it's been a long time since I've seen it. What the hell are their names? Yeah. The I kept going on to go Jethro, but that's the boy. That's the yeah. uh, Granny Jethro, Jed, and um, Ellie Mae. Ellie Mae. Thank you. Thank you. Next door was Mr. Drysdale. That's right. And so, uh, but yeah, so uh, he, he, he was originally going to play the Tin Man, and the um, makeup nearly killed him because they put real aluminum in it. I remember I, that. I remember yeah. talking about it's, that it at was some point. terrible. And there was all kinds of things going on with the um, munchkins. That was an issue. And then Like all a possible munchkin suicide. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not true, but it's really cool to watch and when then, you see it. then all the problems with all the stuff that they made poor little um, Dorothy do. You know what I'm saying, Dorothy? Yeah. Wasn't that, was that Judy? Uh, Judy Garland. Judy Garland. Yeah. They abused her. It yeah, was I heard terrible. that. We talked about that when you saw the movie Judy. Yeah. yeah. She was so abused. So yeah, she was. Anyway. Yeah, the we, we get yeah. witch got burned burn yeah. in the fireball. She sure did. It was it was a thing. That movie was a thing. Yeah, it was like it's a beautiful movie though. So mm-hmm. I'm glad it came together. And like you know, I would be pissed if I would have had to go through all that and a movie didn't come and out of it. Do you know what came out that same year? Another big budget movie. Look at everybody's taking everybody's job today. No, I, I have literally no idea. But I have a better connection, but go ahead. Yeah, Gone with the Wind. Haven't seen that. Right. You should. It's great. It Interesting enough, both movies directed by the same man. He was a busy man. He uh, was doing Victor both Fleming. films yeah. at the same time. Went. Uh, uh, Do you see any connections between them? No. There uh, are none. So, <laughs> That's interesting. So, like sometimes you so blur those lines. The, so Victor Victor directed both films. Um, not quite at the same time. They were kind of, but they were close they to. Were stag- they were Yeah, they were back to back. He didn't get a break. Let's All right, and he lost. He lost his ever loving mind. He like had a mental breakdown during Gone with the Wind. The, oh shit! The as years have gone by and the stories have come out, it's it's basically David O. Shelznick who produced it, uh, produced Gone with the Wind, basically directed that film. Uh, Victor Fleming has some influence in it, but uh, David O. Shelznick wasn't a director, so they weren't gonna the theater wasn't gonna the studio wasn't gonna hire him as a director. 
but um, he was so involved in this that he basically directed that film. So it's a very, very much a David O'Shelsnick film. Funny enough, the reason why I call myself Scotty O'White is because of David O'Shelsnick. Oh, that's Good to pretty know. cool. The O in David O'Shelsnick means nothing. He just thought it looked cool. I thought it looked cool. And I was like, oh, wait, my middle name is O. And I so, can do that. And so I can do that. So Scotty O'White. I'm a, you know... I understand HBO hmm. Max pulled gun. I don't want to get political, but I'm probably going to in a second. I uh, don't I, do it, Scotty. I, don't do it. I, I know HBO Max pulled off Gone with Wind, which is a I'm shame. I'm very angry about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm ashamed. What's happening right now? Because they of, pulled Gone with the Wind. Because of its 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 treatment of slavery is not as harsh as people think it should be, and and probably rightfully so because it's not like. But the, the movie is a classic. It's such a beautiful okay? film. So they did things differently back then. And right or wrong, it's still a piece of history. Right. It's, yeah. it's context is the problem. Probably should still be available for viewing. Yeah. In my opinion. So. It's like burning books. You shouldn't burn books. You shouldn't right. burn books. You shouldn't. I mean, you know. Yeah, like I said, and I understand. I understand people think, but I, I don't. There wasn't like a big call to pull it down. HBO just decided to do it as, or Warner Bros. did it as kind of as a preemptive kind of thing. It's been some crazy stuff. Some crazy stuff, but like you know, I get it. Um, you know, it's it's the slaves there are, are seem to be very happy to be slaves, kind of thing, and it's like so they make it. This it's the impression. It's like oh, they're happy. Right, they're just happy little servants, and everyone's happy mm-hmm. to work hard, and 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 you know. That's not the case, but and, you know there probably were some very well taken care of slaves. Oh yeah, so probably so. But, but uh, it's um, you know, Gollowins. Which president took care of his slaves really well? <laughs> well, the first few who had yeah. them. <laughs> no, no, really well. Oh well, Jefferson. Yeah, <laughs> he loved him, Sally. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so uh, so next week uh, uh, we will uh, not record. Um, you are traveling. Yeah, well, I can. Where re- are you going? I'm gonna go celebrate my son's thirtieth birthday. So she's. Oh, that's right. So uh, she, I could record it. Just have to be like Wednesday. No, that's fine. Well, we can we can. I we get can, off at seven. We right. So we can yeah. take. Yeah, we we'll can take, take a break. We'll take, we'll take a break. I have uh, I have an episode that we did a couple of years ago that we did live with our friends uh, Scott and Harris. At MobileCon, and oh, we, nice. did, we did Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, so we'll do we'll do I'll air that instead. So we'll have that in space. Okay. So yay! I, yay. I, I found that while I was digging through all of our uh, Harry Potter Star Wars stuff. That's actually Fun. awesome. So I found yeah. that. So so next week we'll actually be uh, Dungeons and Dragons, but we won't do a, a cult meeting. We'll skip the cult meeting on D and D, and then go straight into. Um, Sounds good. Okay. Uh, so Return that, of Oz. Return to Oz. Return to Oz. Um, which will technically be our we've we've. We just celebrated our one year anniversary of meeting. We did. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday I to us. Know. And so, but like timeline wise, like episode wise, I think Return to Oz will be number 52, which would be a one year. That's cool. So That's cool. Not 52, because the way we number, it'll be like 26, but you know, 26 times two is 52. Yeah. Because we do cult meetings. That's awesome. That is 26. awesome. 26.5 and stuff. So there's that. I bring macaroons. Yes. I will not shy away from macaroons. Uh, if you want to pair them with a delicious beverage, I will for us. Yes, it'll probably be green. Interesting. I don't know. Uh, I, might mine. I don't. I mean, there's no wicked witch in that. We so. did miss some green beers for oh. St. Like Patrick's Day. It's not really. Uh, so we did miss some green beers for St. Patrick's Day. I did not. Next year, we did. We'll figure it out. We will. Well, I, will, I will make something. Cool. Well, all right then. Well, this is Scotty saying this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out to make yours. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.